Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call. Get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. You know why I know? Because Mookie Betts told me. Mookie Betts. We played this the other day where we said, why isn't baseball boring, Mookie? And he says, because you have the best athletes in the world playing the hardest game, so forth and so on. And sure enough, just watch what happened on Monday night to begin the week. All of these things, all of these things that we saw, that we soaked in, was another example of baseball not being boring. Yes, you look at Wander Franco. Wander Franco made a catch, which, you know, you just think – there is no possible way a human being can make that catch. Go to the at BB isn't boring social accounts, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to see Wander Franco's catch, I, I can't even describe it. I'm not going to try to describe it. Just go another example why this guy is just a star and a star on a team that, by the way, now is 14 and 0 at home. 14 and 0 at home. That's crazy. Another guy, Spencer Strong. According to Mark Bowman, our good friend, friend of the program, Mark Bowman, covers MLB, uh, covers the Braves for MLB.com, strided through 81 of his 101 pitches for strikes while limiting the Marlins to two hits over eight scoreless innings. And now I'm reading, obviously, from Mark's story. But Miami, that'd be the Marlins, whiffed on 14 of 25 swings against Strider's slider and on 17 of 40 swings against his four-seam fastball that hit 96.9 uh, miles per hour on his hundredth pitch. He is striking out a ton of people. You want to know Strider's number? Well, numbers. Well, look at this: forty-nine strikeouts in thirty innings. One eight zero ERA. Three and zero, obviously, in five starts. The guy I'm going to say Strider, along with Zach Allen. Those two. 
Those two are the most, I don't want to say underrated, but people have to understand how good those two guys are. Unbelievably good. And to give you an idea how this works, how a guy is developed, well, remember, I mean, Spencer Strider was a guy, it wasn't like he was a first-round pick. Spencer Strider was a fourth-round pick out of Clemson. That's after he was drafted by the Cleveland Indians out of high school in the, in the 35th round in, out of a high school in Tennessee. The reason I bring that up is because today's podcast, I thought it would be interesting to ask a young pitcher who has just cracked in to the major leagues, the young players, about their advice they would give their younger selves. So the two I talked to today are both from the 2018 draft. 2018 draft, a pretty good draft. You look back at it, already a pretty good amount of major leaguers made it. Now, the two guys we talked to, Grayson Rodriguez, starting pitcher of the Baltimore Orioles, and Tristan Casas, again, friend of the program, been on uh, a couple times, or at least once, to, uh, to talk about the advice that they would give their younger self. And we started out with Grayson. Grayson, obviously, the starting pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. This is his first year. Got called up. Is coming off a really, really good start against the Detroit Tigers. Five innings, no runs. And Grayson was a guy who was drafted in the 11th overall pick in the 2018 draft. Now, Tristan Cassis was a 26th overall pick. But all these guys play against each other. And all the, a lot of them have the same sort of example, the same sort of experience. What I wanted to ask him was, A, the advice that they would give to their younger self when you head into the draft. The draft this year, July 9th out in Seattle, obviously coincides with the All-Star Game. And, and I just think that it's important for these kids, especially the kids coming out of high school, listen to what these guys had to say. Listen to their perspective. And yeah, I get it. You know, like Grayson Rodriguez was the 11th overall pick in the draft. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like it was like, oh my goodness, it's Spencer Strider where you're in the 30 something round and you have, I, I want to chase my dream or I want to go to college. Well, you know, he was 11th overall, overall pick in the draft, but I still think he has a really good perspective. You look at that draft, by the way, Jared Kelnick. Six overall pick, Ryan Weathers, seventh overall pick. And I'm talking about the guys who were in high school, drafted out of high school, who have made it to the major leagues. So the top three guys, high school players who made it to the major leagues, Jared Kelnick, Ryan Weathers, and then Grayson Rodriguez. A guy named Carter Stewart was drafted eighth overall by the Braves, didn't sign, ended up playing in Japan. So, but, you know, I think that when when you listen to Grayson Rodriguez and you listen to Tristan Casas, you hear some really good perspective. Now, it's not only perspective in terms of heading into the draft, which I want to educate young minds, these soon-to-be multimillionaires, but also in terms of how they view their short stints in the major leagues. Like, I asked Grayson, it's, listen, I mean, you have, you have whatever, uh, five stars in the major leagues? Tell me what advice you would give to the guy who was making his debut in Texas. Because... I'm sure that he learned a lot in the last month. Absolutely learned a lot in the last month. And sure enough, he's great about talking about it. So anyway, I just want to thank everybody for subscribing, rating, reviewing, listening, all of it. At BB isn't boring. Our guy Evan O'Brien running the Instagram account for the most part. Doing a great job producing, jumping in. 
So, um, yeah, and, of course, go to swingjuice.com, go find the T-shirts, or go to the Twitter page and find the link tree that our guy Coop made up, and buy a T-shirt, buy a sweatshirt. You see him all over the place. Baseball isn't boring. And, of course, the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game. If you really want to soak in the greatness of baseball, this is the book to read. So I just appreciate everybody jumping in, supporting the cause. Today's a good one. Today's a good one. Went to Baltimore, caught up with Grayson Rodriguez, caught up with Tristan Casas. Hey, you youngsters who are heading into the draft, you might want to listen. We are here to educate. Starting out with Grayson. All right. I should have warned you about this. The first thing I ask is why isn't baseball boring? There's no wrong answers, right? There's, there's only right answers, yeah. as long as you believe it. I just gave you a T-shirt, so I hope you believe it. <laughs> so, well, for you, why isn't baseball boring? Um, I guess it's more of a, a bigger pinball game uh, in real life. I think that's kind of how I think about it sometimes, a little white ball just flying all over the place. Um, you know, it gets hit, it gets thrown, it gets caught. Um, you know, it's constantly moving everywhere. So uh, watching in the dugout. Um, really just kind of seeing, you know, everything that evolves in the game of baseball, um, just noises and lots of movement. That's a great answer. I'm gonna, I've asked a lot of GMs, I asked a commissioner this, I've asked a lot of people, but that was one of the more unique answers. So there you go. Good job. Well, Excellent. Thank well, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's good because like, it's spur of the moment. This is how you feel. So that's, it's, I don't know if you've ever been asked that question, but it was a good answer. No, I've never been asked that question before. Uh, see, there you go. We woke up and did something new today. Um, so congratulations on everything. And, you know, one of the things I sort of want to talk about is is reflecting on how far you've come and advice you would give. We have, for, for instance, we have the draft coming up, right, in a couple months. But I think it's like in a powerful thing for someone like yourself to sort of like, okay, stop where you are right now and sort of reflect on on how far you've come, what you've learned, what you would tell the younger you or anything like that. So if we just to go back to sort of when that draft was coming, what do you remember about maybe your mindset where things that you got right and things you got wrong? Um, I guess I think before I was drafted, I listened to too many people. Um, I guess you control your own destiny. That's something that I've always said. Um, you know, people that you don't value important or close in your circle, they have no effect on your career. So, like, just blocking out the outside noise, um, you know, you put in the time and the effort, they don't. Uh, there's a lot of people that will tell you that you're going to fail, um, and you might, but you just have to keep trying. I mean, baseball is a game of failure. Um, that's something that I didn't learn until... Uh, I was actually in pro ball. Yeah, because um, you don't fail very much. You don't, yeah, it's if you're if you're getting drafted out of high school or college or whatever, like you've never ran into problems. Like it's baseball's never been hard. So really, just seeing that once I've gotten into pro ball, that really just. You've just got to stay the course and block out the outside noise. So I want to come back to what you said about listening to too many people. So talk about like how that manifested itself leading up to the draft. Like what, 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 what why was that detrimental? Um, because you know you did well, right? Eleventh pick overall, and you did well. But when you got there, was it just your mind was full of advice? Is that, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think. When I think people try to always have their own little twist on your story, um, 
you know, and you just have to go to what you know, and that's, you know, when you were, I guess, in the backyard playing catch with your dad or, like, in a high school game or, you know, whatever. Like, what got you to this point is what you need to keep doing, you know. Um, obviously, if there's something wrong, like, and there's, I guess, a highly touted coach or somebody, you know, that has really good experience, like, yes, like, take what they have to say. But I think if one person tries to change the way you do things, I think that sometimes can get a little off path. Um, Are you talking a little more business-wise? I mean, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like if you're a pitcher, mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's going to try to have their own little twist on you. Fortunately for me, I don't. I never really had that happen, but uh, that's something that I've seen happen. Um, and like high school kids now, or like my brother's a freshman in high school. Um, there's a lot of people that that think they have something smart to say when they don't. And I think it kind of, I guess, really just hurts kids because kid, let kids be kids. Like, just I remember when I was in high school, my mechanics were terrible. But, like, I figured it out. And now I think there's a lot of people that are trying to make 12-year-olds pitch like they're in the big leagues. And that's not something. It's, it's a great take. And, you know, we've talked a lot about this on this podcast and, and this book that we just wrote about, like, how it starts younger than ever. I mean, I don't know when it started for you. Because, like, it's like it used to be maybe a 10 or 11 or 12. Now it's 6 or 7 because little Johnny has the YouTube on the Instagram, right? So you probably were getting a lot of people say, oh, he's really, really good. And your brother's probably getting a lot, probably even more because they're like, oh, you have to be like your brother, right? Yeah, no, it's definitely hard on him, but he does a good job Mm -hmm. of just kind of, you know. Well, he's got good guidance from you. I'm not even. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say I have good guidance. Um, I don't think I give good pitching lessons. But yeah, I think he's very strong mentally. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's tough for kids nowadays. Like Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff that goes on in their world that I didn't have to deal with. Um, you know, like now you see like little kids wearing chains and flashy stuff, like all out uh, playing little league, which is good. They're having fun. Mm. But like that's not something that we ever had to deal with. <laughs> uh, I think I think I'm, I'm happy about that because back then it was just like you know who cares what the camera's doing. Like you know your mom's gonna want to take a picture after the game, but we weren't really worried about you know different things off the field that were going on and stuff. So yeah, I think kids have it a little bit more challenging now. When did it hit home for you? Like you said that you 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 play, you succeed, you're good, you get drafted. But when did it hit home all the stuff that we're talking about, about, okay, I have to be convicted in how I pitch, convicted in taking the right advice, convicted in not getting distraction by everyone saying how good I am because now I'm really all over Instagram and Twitter and everything else? Uh, you're talking about... Just like when for you when it sort of like became like where you have to remind yourself that it's a, it's a game. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, I guess when you see like spring training, you know, there's a lot of media coverage. Obviously, this is my first time being in the big leagues here this month. Um, obviously, everything's under a microscope. But, man, really just being in big league spring training for the first time when you have a bad outing, you know, it gets magnified. And... 
people are always going to be questioning whether or not you're doing the right thing, but it's important to just stay the course, you know, to keep doing what, what's gotten you to this point so far. So I would definitely say that's when, when it first hit me, was just being in the big league spring training game, facing big league hitters, you to go out, have a bad outing, um, and really just kind of that, that test, that mental test. You talk about you haven't, don't really have a whole lot of, I don't want to say obstacles, but bumps in the road, right, until you get into pro. Tell me your, like, most notable, most memorable bump in the road. And maybe it's a game, maybe it's a stretch, I don't know what it was. Um, it would have been in 2019 uh, when I was in low A. Um, we were playing, I believe, the Canapolis Intimidators. Uh, at their place, their old ballpark that was that needed to be retired. Uh, <laughs> but they but had the, they had the nickname though. I mean, they, yeah, they, but man, uh, that was the first game that I think I gave up seven or eight runs in like three or four innings. Like, man, it felt like every pitch I threw like just got hit, and it was hit hard. And I remember just, like, feeling so defeated and so down, like, that, oh, gosh, my career's over, blah, 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 which I was 19 at the time. (laughs) But that was, like, the first time that I'd ever gone out and, like, been hit hard. Like, that that just never happened to me before in my life. And, man, like, just realizing that, like, these are grown men. Like, this is professional baseball. Like, this is part of it. The game's not easy. Uh, You should never think it's easy or never treat it as if it's easy like you know things aren't just going to be handed to you and I think that looking back on it like it's it's actually just a really funny memory because man like I just got hit so hard that day but you know it's actually helped me a lot because that kind of you know I guess is like a reality check uh you know you just your first your first signs of struggle um and just how you bounce back from that you know it's all about how you uh how you throw punches after you've been hit. I'm going to go deep on you a little bit because this is why baseball is awesome, right? Because it does relate to life. I mean, this is, you know, I have kids. They're going to be knocked down, you know, and you have to come back. You have to learn from it. I mean, it's, I know I'm being <laughs> cliche or whatever, but, like, listening to you, like, that's, to me, that's what hits home, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just like life. Uh, there's ups and downs. It's a roller coaster. Uh, Hopefully the lows don't last too long, but uh, but no, definitely baseball and life correlate pretty well. Um, you know, it's all about how you respond to uh, to failure. So now, I ask you to like sort of look back at the what were you eighteen eighteen when you got drafted? Yeah, uh, it had been June fourth or June fifth, two thousand eighteen. So yeah. Okay, so it's been a few years, and so I ask you to look back, and, and you had a good answer for that. Now I'm going to ask you to look back instead of years, like a month. Right or the last month, uh, because this is a constant learning thing. So, what would you tell yourself? Like your your debut in Texas, what you tell yourself now? I know it's only been a few weeks, but still, you probably feel like it's it was a world away compared to what I saw you pitch yesterday. Good, great job. But like, what would you tell yourself after the last couple weeks? Um, It's the same game, just on a different stage, uh, and a few more fans in the stands. Mm Um, you know, there's still four bases, three strikes, and the batter's out. Um, I think that, you know, when you get called up to the big leagues and the, the, the big leagues just kind of sounds different. It's, it's different, you know, than any kind of baseball that you've ever played. Um, really just trying to focus and realize that 
that it's the same game. That's that's probably what I would go back. Did it, but you were it doesn't listen. To you. you can say that, but that first game probably didn't feel like the same game. No, no, definitely not. But but as you pitch a couple times, it probably feels more like okay, I'm pitching in the backyard again, right? Yeah, um, you know, it's still a, a whirlwind coming to the ballpark every day. Um, you know, pulling up to Camden Yards, it's it's not your minor league ballpark. Um, so it's still it's something that I got to get used to. Um, in a good way so really just staying course that it's the same game that you know you can't do anything different than you've done before um you know that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier is you know do what you've uh, done to get to this point so far don't change anything now did you see the 33 year old go call up for the pirates the so infielder 33 years old gets called up to pirates in that moment and i don't know if you ever this is this movies with ways back the rookie that gets called up and when you're talking i'm thinking of that first time you walk into a clubhouse like when you see something like that someone who's gone so far and haven't had the experience does it make you stop and say okay this is pretty cool yeah absolutely um i think anytime you get called up to the big leagues no matter who you are how old you are you know what your story is it's it's guess the the best accomplishment you could achieve so um you know anybody that makes it it doesn't matter how how old you are or anything like that it's it's one of the best uh feats in in my life for sure so i'd assume everybody else to be the same way well what uh, we see the videos of guys being told who are the best one <laughs> um you know honestly i can't recall um you know there's obviously been a lot of them now um, but did you did for you did you sort of like was it did it feel like you thought it would when when you're told um not really i think it happens when you least expect it um it did for sure when i was in norfolk playing catch um you know i thought something was up whenever they told me to stop playing catch right then and there um and then just kind of it was a whirlwind of it happening so fast uh from packing your stuff up to getting to the airport and getting on an airplane. All right, I know you got to get going. I appreciate you taking the time and um, congratulations on everything, man. Like you brought it back a little bit, yeah. so that's good. Good advice. Good advice too, which is an important thing. You know, important thing for. I know that you're young, but still, these kids who are coming up are going to be drafted. That's important. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for taking the time to have me on. I had, had a blast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law all right, good stuff from Grayson Rodriguez. Now, next up, a guy who uh, made a brief appearance on Baseballs and Boring before. I uh, have talked to him throughout spring training, throughout this year. Great, great insight. A thinker. A thinker. Now, a guy who actually gives you unique answers, gives you unique perspective, and that's Tristan Casas, as we said before. He was drafted the 26 overall pick in the in the 2018 draft. I find this draft fascinating. You just have so many good players, a lot of good college players, including our guy Shane McClanahan. So, 
You know, Tristan Cassis offers really good perspective. He always does. All right, rate, review, subscribe. Listen, we will see you uh, see you tomorrow. But before we see you tomorrow, I want you to soak in the advice Tristan Cassis wants to pass along. So what advice would you give 18-year-old Tristan Cassis? The draft is coming up in less than two months. Yeah. Looking back, what advice would you give for yourself? I think it all depends on what you want to do. If if you want to play baseball and you want to be a baseball player, um, then you should sign. I think it depends what position you play as well. I think pitchers develop at a different pace than position players. I think position players develop at the pace of their competition. Um, I was 21 in AA, 22 in AAA. The, those would be junior and senior years. Um, I'm just going on a limb and assuming that AA and AAA competition are better than, than college. So I felt like that helped me in my progression. But everybody's a little different. Some people need college to, to develop. It just depends on where you're at, where you're at um, physically, most importantly, uh, because you have to be able to withstand a long enough season. Um, you know, to, to stay to stay strong and competitive, but also mentally, more 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 important mentally, being able to t- deal with uh, you know everything that comes with professional baseball. But I think it just depends on where you at, where you at, what you see your, yourself and your potentials reaching. I uh, I felt like in my position that I that I was ready to, to sign, but ultimately it, it wasn't about the money, it wasn't about uh, the team or college. Uh, it just was about whether I whether I felt like I had a chance to compete at a professional level and that's what it boiled down to ultimately uh, for me it, 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 didn't, it didn't really matter where I got drafted where I uh, how much money I got I knew I was going to sign so it was just my commitment towards the game and, and, and myself I knew that it was going to be the best thing for me so uh, if anything if, if you know that wasn't enough uh, to take uh, but I, I would say um, just one simple piece of advice is uh, trust yourself trust yourself and if you think that you're, you're good enough to, to play Major League Baseball, go for it. And if you think that, you know, you might not be, then go to college. Go to college because it's always good to have a fallback plan. That's exactly what we were just talking about, about, you know, how you have to believe in yourself and, and you have a lot of, you know, even at every step of the way, you have a lot of voices. In high school, you have a lot of voices. So as a little leaguer, you have a lot of voices. And you have to believe, like, this is the right thing to do, right? I mean, this is, you seem to be very secure in your mentality, your approach, and everything. But that was probably a big part of it, too, right? Yeah, yeah. My, I, I was, along with my parents, which was huge, and my whole family was backing me, which made that decision that much easier. Um, but yeah, it's got to be a, it's got to be a collective uh, group effort to put all your energy and put your eggs into one basket because. This is a very difficult sport, and if you're conflicted emotionally or spiritually, you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed because you gotta you gotta be present because you're gonna be away from your family a lot. You're gonna be away from your your friends, and it's gonna be a completely different life culture shift. And uh, you gotta be ready to handle all that. Do last thing. Do you look at that 2018 first round? Like classes. I mean, it's like when you get traded for someone, you look at like. Do you like? Do you keep tabs of those guys? Like who's getting called up and who's doing what? Yeah, absolutely. Because most of them I played with on um, either at, at a showcase or a USA team or 
met along somewhere along the line. So um, it's always cool keeping up with guys your age, seeing where they're at, seeing um, you know their progression, seeing how they're going compared to you. Um, not in comparison levels uh, in terms of skill or anything, but just on a on a friend friendship level, just wanting to know that they're doing good. And um, you know, especially when it comes to position players, I think we're all pulling pulling for each other. Um, you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, because we all know how baseball, how hard baseball is. So, um, in that class, I got a lot of friends. I just played against Bryce Terang, who went first round as well. Um, Grayson as well. I got to know. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm gonna, I think perfect. Sorry to interrupt, but a perfect example of what you're talking about is is Kelnick, right? I mean, he's in the draft pick, and he went through the a lot of bumps in the road. Yeah. And to see the him sort of coming out on the other side. Kelnick and uh, Gorman is another one yeah. that also sticks out. Also, he's one of my good friends, both of them. Um, I know last year they had their struggles in their first full season at the major leagues. Um, I know I know Nolan got sent down as well as, as Jared. So um, to see them doing what they're doing right now is, is really encouraging. Um, you know, me getting off to my start and then seeing um, where they're at. You know, hopefully I can pick up uh, my pick up the slack and, uh, you know, keep, keep on their level. But, yeah, to see what they're doing is nice. But, yeah, you know, everybody in that whole class, especially uh, the, the, the pitchers, uh, weathers, and, um, you know, I'm trying to think who else, but uh, JT Ginn as well. Wow. But he ended up going to college, but, um, yeah, a couple of friends. Excellent stuff, as always. Nails. Thank you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.